This is the official Caps Chirp Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I'm here with that snack, Polly Cupcakes. Hello. Thanks for tuning in to our Thursday episode where you are at our mercy and we're going to talk about whatever the fuck we please. Yeah, that's uh, that's basically it. That's our whose line is it anyway version. <laughs> nothing um, matters. Yeah, well, because we're improving this whole thing. Literally nothing is planned and everything can happen. Um, so... This week, we'll be talking, uh, Hockey Troll Hipchak's going to feature just kind of like a think piece, if you will, about uh, team offense, or the folly of man, if you will. And Polly, what's snack time with Polly Cupcakes going to be? I'm going to talk about Hiroshi Hirano. He is a Japanese-born hockey player who is currently in the American Hockey League. Good stuff. So I say we pop him open and get going. Let's do it. One, two, three. Mm, quick note, uh, Nick Horwat is currently at the Penguins game, and he DM'd me and said, there's a mouth-breathing Yinzer, and Nick Horwat is, of course, the co-host of Tip of the Iceberg podcast on Hockey Podcast Network, repping the Pittsburgh Penguins. We actually have a really good relationship with those guys. They're really cool. Um, uh, they're very patient with me. Yes, they are. <laughs> and my my continual slander. Uh, but there's definitely a... I, I mean, I would call it a professional um, respect. But saying that we're professionals at this is truly a, a, a mark against people <laughs> who actually do this professionally and are good at it. So, I don't know. Um, anyways... Nick's telling me uh, <laughs> he's sitting next to he's at the Penguins game he's sitting next to what he quoted as a mouth breathing yinzer um, and I told him that he should follow me on Twitter tell him to follow me on Twitter so that wouldn't last long <laughs> can't wait can't wait for uh, for that experience when I go to the game in Pittsburgh with the Washington Capitals on February 1st which will hopefully just be I, you know what I would just love I would love to see people filing out in the first intermission. God. Like the, the, how awesome is that? That'd be amazing. We would have so much Instagram footage to be putting out there on TikTok and everywhere else. Just mouth-breathing in or just like... Uh, 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 fucking <laughs> as, they, <laughs> as they exit <clears throat> the arena. One time we were leaving a game up there and my, <clears throat> my wife just very loudly goes all I can smell is feet (laughs) that's that's, because you're in Pittsburgh (laughs) that's what I think of being in a Pittsburgh arena now (laughs) yeah I mean it's so true dude like Pittsburgh it was it was a smelly group of people that's for sure (laughs) all I can smell is feet (laughs) I can't I can't speak on every gathering but that day god it was terrible uh the vaunted Mike Lang uh, he said that the first thing that he noticed coming off the plane in the 70s in in Pittsburgh when he was given this quote unquote shit assignment uh, was and I don't know if he said shit assignment so I shouldn't say quote unquote shit assignment but I'm saying that in my mind that's a quote so 
hockey troll quote shit assignment to be in Pittsburgh. He was like, it stinks. It smells like rotten eggs in this city. Like, as soon as you get off the plane, that's the first thing that hits you with. Uh, and, you know, it's because there was a lot of steel production and whatnot. There's all, all, all sorts of scientific facts in which we could cite here. But the real reason is Pittsburgh stinks. Yeah. <laughs> it's a mixture of the people and the town. <laughs> yeah, it really is. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Uh, let's talk about offense and what that really means. All right. This is the Hockey Troll Hip Check. So, you know, Polly, for maybe our younger viewers out there, I remember a time in which the Washington Capitals had this young gun uh, persona to them. Now they're the old guns. But yeah, that was Nick Backstrom, Alexander Ovechkin, Mike Green, and uh, Alex Simmons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How so, good was he? What? Uh, Green... He's retired now. Green is now retired, doing his own thing. Um, Semin maybe still plays in the KHL. Maybe, but I doubt it. Uh, I think it, no, I think he's still playing a little puck, but yeah. And then obviously we have Nikki and and uh, uh, Ovi, but this was all like rounded out with Sergey Fedorov, mm. who is also just you know legend, right? Um, and you know we couldn't get past the second round. In the playoffs, we just were not good enough, right? Uh, for whatever reason, and I mean, there were teams, uh, you know, shout out the Habs that knocked us out, and they just played really good defense and had a strong goaltending presence, and we couldn't get through to get get through, no matter how many goals we scored or how many shots we put on net. I mean, at one point, I remember we put fifty shots on Halak, and he saved them like most of them, and then we lost that game. Halak had a pretty good year. He did, at least postseason there. Now, what I want to say about offense is that while, yes, it's completely needed and necessary to win games, the problem with it is is that, and the reason it's the folly of man, is that no matter how good your offensive structure and team and personnel are, it generally will get trumped by a super good defensive team. Yeah, I think that that you could you could, as a generalization, say that, you know, eight out of ten times that happens. Yeah, I mean, really, in any sport, right? Yeah, and that's there's a reason why they say defense wins championships, right? I mean, that's the most probably the most worn out, but also true um, thing that anybody says about any sport, right? Yeah, and it, it doesn't even have to be an exceptionally talented defense you know if you have the system if everybody buys in does their job you can overpower or shut down a really good offense because yeah i mean just offense is fickle right and that's the that's the point and i think that this last week uh not the week that the back-to-back here, but like the week when we played San Jose, Vegas, and Dallas is just a perfect example of this, right? 
So in Vegas, we played pretty good defense. We couldn't put the puck in the back of the net, and we lost one nothing. In San Jose, we were just dog shit all over the ice, but played you know okay defensively. Probably not, probably not great. Honestly, we just that was a shit game. But then in Dallas, we played. De- we we still had our strong defense, but the Caps woke up, came out, and were hungry. And you know they did all the little things right, which resulted in five unanswered goals and a shutout for Vitek Vanacek. Right. So while offense will ebb and flow over the course of a season. And you may be snake bitten at the worst possible time, which would be like the playoffs. You know, um, it will eventually come to those good teams. Look at the LA Kings. That's a perfect example of like just a, a really good defensive team who were really boring. It's for the most part to watch throughout the regular season. They didn't score goals. I think they averaged probably like two or three goals a game, if that. Um, you they, but they were amazing at shutting it, it, it holding the one goal lead and seeing that through. Now in the playoffs, they got some accelerated scoring because the guys were feeling it. They're playing good defense, good goaltending feeds, good defense feeds, amazing offense, right? Mm-hmm. So when you're able to withstand the offensive pressure of the other team and then turn that around against them and spring your guys, play solid D, you know, with withhold the barrage, withstand the barrage, and then go the other way. Uh, it's huge, and I would much rather. You know, we've talked about this all the time. When it comes down to special teams, especially, I would much ha- rather have a really good power or pa- penalty kill than a than a um, power play. Absolutely. I mean, when you've got good defense <clears throat> and you can stay consistent in keeping the other team out of the net, all it needs or all you need is one look to make it happen. One thing to go right if you play well on the defensive side of the game. But if you are abandoning or not putting the amount of effort or attention into the defensive game that you need, then you could still be just as inept on the offensive side, and then you dig yourself into a hole. Yeah, and... and I think that the Washington Capitals of 2021-2022 season, the underlying stats, which I'm not an expert at, but I'm going to fire a couple off at you here, um, speaks to that, right? So our percentage Corsi 4 is 52%. You know, 50 would be like even, 52% is in our favor. Um, our expected goals for are 946 and the league average is 89.9. So we're expected to score a lot more. Likely because we have a high-powered offense. Now, our expected goals against is a 90.8, so we're a little bit worse than league average. I think that's how that works <laughs> at an 89.9, again, for, for league average. So, you know, w- when it comes to, like, what do we need at the trade deadline, I think that we may want to do the tried and true, get a defenseman. Um, like an offensive defenseman would be fine, but one that can shut down. Well, as long as the offensive defenseman is good on defense. Right. You know, because some of those offensive defensemen are basically defensemen, not defensemen, are basically just a fourth forward. Right. And so, but I mean, I think like a Klingberg would be an amazing fit. And he's still on his bridge contract. So he's not making that much money. I mean, I think it's like a mil. uh, Under two, I think. Um, 
Yes. Will he want a shitload of money next year? Absolutely. Are we are we going to have to make him walk and are we going to have to basically rent him? Yes. Also, yes. But that's okay. We've done rentals in the past. Yeah. As long as we don't have to leverage too many active players unless we can shed cap, right? So, like, think about Justin Schultz for a Klingberg. Yeah. <clears throat> and a first-rounder probably is what they're going to want. Yeah, I mean, I like Schultz, but... If it needs to be done, it needs to be done. Yeah, I mean, I just don't know where... Because everybody, I think, on... I think the fans of the Washington Capitals are railing for giving some of these Hershey Bears a shot. The primary focus of the Hershey Bears that we've seen are forwards. Yeah. We've seen a lot of forwards. I mean, there's Alexiev. I think he's a defenseman. Um, he's there's guys in the stocks that we can pull up from the, on the D side, but I think that what people have been most most impressed impressed about, other than Martin Fabriari, which I think kind of doesn't get enough credit, yeah. um, is the often the the off the the forwards that we've seen, right? Like Snively, uh, Axel uh, Johnson, Fialbi, you know, even like Malenstein and guys like that. Uh, you know, Protoss, he's been getting in quite frequently. Uh, and we also have to keep in mind that even we're, since we're operating at such expected high expected goals for, even with that, that that's, that's without Mantha and Oshi, who are both probably going to be back before the playoffs start. Yeah. So it's tough to get a true read on what, what the uh, offensemen are are going to be for the Washington Capitals come playoff time. Yeah. I mean, they've cycled in so much and out. Right. That <clears throat> who really knows who our 12 are going to be in the playoffs. Right. And if we go for an, a forward, what's the what's where's this guy going to peak out at? Second minute? Second line time? Maybe? Every once in a while? But I think our top six, even with these injuries is pretty much set aside from one position, right? So you've got Kuznetsov and Backstrom, one and two, and then their wingers are going to be Ovi, Shiri, um, and uh, Wilson. And then that leaves maybe one for Sprong or, or someone else to step up into, right? Yeah. I mean, am I, who else am I missing? I mean... Um, Did you say Connor? Connor, oh, McMichael, right. And he could play wing. Even though he's been playing, but he's been playing um, a bit of a center too. But yeah, he could slot up higher too. Uh, so, I mean, I, I I don't know what kind of value we would be getting for a like if I, I saw Pavs kind of Pavelski hmm. being out there. Like, why? I mean, he obviously can still play the game. And yeah, he'll contribute, but. <clears throat> I don't know how much value he's going to bring that it's worth bumping the guys that have been doing it already. Yeah, and I mean, think about Brett Leeson, too, who we haven't seen too much of. But, you know, he's been contributing on that third line. Um, I, I So, I, I don't know, man. I mean, it's weird. It's uh, interesting to see where we're going to go here. And I'm not exactly sure. Uh, and... We also have a glut of defensemen right now. Like, think about Chalosky and Irwin, who have both been serviceable. Yeah. 
you know, maybe it's two of those guys get pushed for a trade for another for one defenseman. Uh, the Capitals, as we've covered in the past, have a glut of defensemen. You know, every year it seems like for the past five or six years, we've drafted defensemen high. Uh, aside from McMichael and Lapierre, which was only the past couple years. Uh, you know, and remember, we've got Scarbosa, Protoss. I mean, Garrett Pilon is in the mix. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. We've seen so much this season that it's hard to nail down who what our playoff roster looks like, especially if we get Oshie and Mantha back, because that greatly reduces the amount of people that we'd need. Yeah, I mean... Those are big-time scoring threats. Yeah, so basically, to get better, we would want somebody who's like Oshie or better. Right? Yeah. I mean, I think that's fair. And who's who's available that is better than Oshie? Yeah, available and attainable. Yeah. I don't see it. I don't. Vander Kane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. So, you know, here's the thing, Caps fans. we got to realize that the Caps constantly slump in the middle of the season, uh, sometimes more than that. Uh, and it's usually the same story. Offensive production is dried up. Power plays stymied. Oh, you know, let me play the world's smallest fiddle for you on that one, right? I, I don't know. I don't know what to uh, – I, I, I don't think that having a knee-jerk reaction here – I don't think it's pervasive. Let's just say that. Um, the power play, maybe. We'll see. But I – I think that putting in the wrinkles that we've seen the past few games has been valuable. For sure. I mean, let, let's see where things go before we really start to panic. And keep in mind, we have a little bit more of an extended deadline on our free agency because of the all-star of the planned Olympic break and all-star game, right? Yeah. I think I think free agency deadlines can probably be pushed back this year, but I don't know. Completely. Trade deadline? Or yeah, trade deadline, sorry. Yeah. So stay tuned for that. Of course, we'll be, we'll be talking, but everybody just chill out, chill out. Defensively, we're trending. Okay. Yeah. I do think that there's also a push for a goaltending. I, again, there we are with the same fucking question. Will Mark Andre Fleury really help us there? Maybe, maybe a little bit. Is he going to win us a Stanley cup? Highly doubtful. Yeah. I mean, he couldn't do it five years ago with, the Knights, five years later, I don't right. know if he could really do it. Right, right. Probably not. Plus, fuck Mark Andre Fleury. I like him. <laughs> he's all right. He's he's my let's just say he's my favorite ex penguin. Yeah, and I would love to see all the people squirm. <laughs> it would be so cringe, dude, to see him in in a Caps uniform. Um, so. I guess I guess that's kind of where where I'm where I'm going to stop it. Is it remember offense ebbs and flows, but if the underlying numbers and our defensive core, who I think is really good and deep, uh, you know, we haven't seen you know we've had John Carlson out a couple times for COVID and things like that, but you know we're not we haven't even touched on Kempney as well. He might be a bargaining chip, you know. Yeah, we have a glut of defensemen. Uh, and young prospects in which we could move. So there's there's options available to us. It's just how can we make it fit in cap? Because I think that anybody who's a big name that's going to come to the caps is going to need to require – we're going to need to retain salary. All right? Yeah. All right. 
Speaking of retaining salary, there's four teams that remain in the NFL playoffs, and that means only four teams left for you to bet on at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner in the NFL. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any team, bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. Not a new customer? You can still ex- you can still experience the conference championships with the same game parlays. Combine multiple bets with the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN and get 50, 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code THPN for 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or PA only. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit, $1 wage required, one per customer. Restrictions apply. DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ugh. I'm hungry. Well, come see what I got. Mmm. It's snack time. Polly Cupcakes. <laughs> Not creepy at all. Yeah, I was going to say, was that creepy? (laughs) So, I'm going to talk about Hiroshi Hirano. He is a Japanese-born hockey player Mm -hmm. from Tomokamai, Japan. Okay. Hopefully I said that right. Probably not. Yeah. Um, So, I got this article, again, written by William Douglas on uh, the Color of Hockey section. On NHL.com. Okay. Seriously, checking out all kinds of good stories about the diversity of the game and <clears throat> how new people are, uh, you know, changing the game and making waves. Cool. Um, you know, so he comes from good stock. He's he's the son of a former Japanese national player uh, for the national team, and he came over to America. In 2014, he so he grew up playing in Japan, and then played in Sweden for a year in juniors, okay. and then he played for the Youngstown Phantoms of the USHL. Shout out USHL! Yeah, 2014, 15. I think that's our closest team, Youngstown Phantoms. Yeah, Youngstown, Ohio. Yeah, it's wow. about hour and a half. I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, and then after the ju- after juniors, he played for the Wheeling Nailers, which is why I'm familiar with him because that's our hometown minor league team. He played 2019, 18 and 19, and 19 20 with them. Uh, along that time, he did go up and play in the AHL for the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins, and in his one game, he had an assist, which made him the first. Asian-born player to score a point in AHL history. Cool. So he's already, you know, breaking barriers. Yeah, yeah. Um, came back and he he was really good for the Nailers. He uh, here you got to hear his name a lot. I didn't know. even know this, so that's cool. Probably should have watched him at least once or twice. Yeah, um, you should. Yeah. Fuck um, me. you know and. 
in his in, EC, in his ECHL career. He's got 121 points in 144 games. Solid. Yeah. And when he was playing juniors, he had 46 points in 54 games. So this guy's not scared of the net. What position does he typically play? You know, that's a good question. And he's, he's a forward, forward. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, he's a forward. And um, he's assist heavy, so he's dishing a lot. Yeah. You know what? <clears throat> I should have sorted that out, shouldn't I? Well, I mean, I'm sure it's changed throughout his career, right? I mean, nobody, I mean, it's always, <laughs> if you ever, <laughs> anybody ever play beer league and see, uh, like, the shittiest player want to go take face off, so they're going to quote unquote play center and they're just fucking dog shit at it. Yeah. It <laughs> <laughs> happens me. all the time. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> he's uh he's a right wing. Okay. Uh you know if you happen to look him up on hockey DB, that jersey he's wearing, that's the Wheeling Nailers. What's uh represent? And he just joined the Cyclones of the ECHL, Cincinnati this okay. year. Um, and there's a there's a quote here from his coach. What was it? Um, Matt Thomas. He said, "I will let you score 35 goals if you come play for my team." So he said, "I had to go play for them after that." Um, <laughs> I'll let you, the player, score 35. Well, I think he was like saying, "Like I'll give you the green light, you know." Oh, go, you know, I'm gonna unleash you. Okay, cool. Here. Uh, so he went to, you know, classic division rival of the Nailers. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was, let's see, he had 29 points, 16 goals, and then got called up to the AHL this year on January 5th. And he made history again as he's the first Japanese player to score in the AHL. So he set the record for getting the first point, mm-hmm. and now he set a record for the first goal. Nice. Uh, it was a one-timer, 10 seconds into the first period. Damn. He's got <clears throat> two goals in six games. Um, <clears throat> you know, and he's not, you know, the first Asian player as, you know, we've probably talked about before. Right. Um, you know, there's there's guys with Asian descent, like Paul Correa, Nick Suzuki, uh, Kaylor Yamamoto for the Oilers. Mm-hmm. So, and Robertson. I didn't realize he was, I'm pretty sure, uh, on Dallas. Oh, is he? Yeah, I think he's of Asian descent, too. Yeah, so, you know, as the, um, you know, the game is spreading slowly, but... It is diversifying. Um, you know, in addition to his pro and junior games, he has played for Team Japan in the World Championships, which was 2015. It's Division One, Group B. So this division is the teams, if you win, you get bumped up to the division that U.S. and Canada are in. Cool. Yeah, so, yeah, right, for the IHF, yeah. Yeah, so he was playing Group B with Team Japan. He had eight points in five games as the captain. And when he played juniors, 
he had three goals in five games. So he play actually played World Juniors and World Championships in the same season. And the World Juniors was in Group A, Division One Group A. So he was mm-hmm. playing with NHLers. Right. Um, and, you know, I didn't really, I guess, <laughs> offer much more than just a uh, <clears throat> a paraphrase of this article. But, you know, <clears throat> just wanted people to be on the lookout for this guy because it's very possible he's 26, playing in the AHL, just got there, and he's already got two goals in six games, which is a pretty good clip. You know, that's you play a full season, that's like 30 goals. Yeah, and so he's undrafted too, so he would just need signed. He's a free agent technically for the NHL, right? Because yeah. he, he wasn't drafted, right? I believe so. Yeah, and so Cincinnati, or I'm, I'm sorry, in uh who is he? Who would he get called up for if he were to come up through that system that he's in now? Well, I think. Oh, so the reason he is with the AHL team he's with, which is the Canucks AHL team. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm looking for the word here. Oh, the Abbotsford Canucks. Right. Okay. They offered him a PTO ah. from his active ECHL contract. So I, I believe they have the ability to do that. Just. You know, be like, we like your guy, we want him. Yeah, yeah, and absolutely. so he's playing for them following his PTO. Cool. Um, and back to Robertson, he is, he's Filipino. So Tim Stapleton as well, too, and uh, Matt Dumba. I did know Matt Dumba. Yeah. yeah. So pretty cool to see, like, some, some, Asian, from some Eastern influence, if you will, in hockey. Yeah. It's... Uh, We'll see. I mean, you know, we had Korea, and now we've got Beijing. So 10, 20 years from now, you know, there might be a whole slew of new players who say those Olympics were what jump-started their interest and their love of the game. Absolutely. And we hope that's so, honestly. Spread this sport as far as we can. Yeah, and, you know, uh, another cool thing about this article is that, you know, the Wheeling Nailers made NHL.com um, by form of a picture of Sweet. getting scored on <laughs> by this guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's him him selling, and literally every nailer is making a face of just like, I just stubbed my toe. You know? <laughs> hey, you can't have your cake and eat it too, Paulie, right? Yeah. Well, it's even, I mean, I wonder if this was... If he picked it on purpose because it's his former team. Or if right. it was just a good picture. Probably both. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Good stuff. Yeah. So, check it out. You know, he's a good player to follow. See where his career goes. You know, Yushiro. Yushiro Hirano. Yes. Yeah. Yushiro Hirano from Tomokomai, Japan. Yeah. Check him out. Follow his career. He's in Abbotsford right now playing for the Canucks AHL program. Check out the color of hockey section. William Douglas William Douglas articles. I can't talk today. I'm I'm terrible. Um, <laughs> You're okay. You're doing yeah. good, Polly. Thanks. Thanks. Um, yeah. I mean, there's a whole wide world out there, and I'm glad that more of it is experiencing 
and excelling at hockey. Yeah, I mean, we truly believe hockey is for everyone, um, except for Sidney Crosby. I'm just <laughs> kidding. It's for him, too. Um, but, uh, you know, I mean, again, this it, as many things as, as the NHL does to sometimes shoot themselves in the foot and things like that, uh, it's pretty encouraging to see guys get a shot who may not come from traditional hockey markets. And you have to think, those guys are getting a shot. You know how much harder it is probably to come from Japan and get a shot at the NHL versus being in Toronto? Yeah. I mean, think about what this guy's had to battle. Um, not only just logistics of getting to the United States. Yeah. You know, it's a long flight, but uh, so. You know, and plus the, the scouts aren't going to give you credit right. for your accomplishments until they see you play against the world juniors teams. Right. I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and say that like the NHL scouts are not going flocking to Tomokome, uh, Japan yeah. as part of their, you know, kind of yearly stop for anything. So, um, but you know, as we've seen with the Olympic teams, both men and women from Japan, the insane amount of progress they've made in a decade is incredible. Yeah. The women's team, especially. Yeah. It really is. Um, Crazy to see. Uh, so good stuff there. And, you know, um, I, I would, it's, it's interesting when you get these different ideologies involved, right? Because I think that hockey, as we know it right now, is so, so global. You know, there's the, the 20, 30, 40 years ago, there was a, there was a, um, like a, a Russian style, there was a Czech style, there was a Swedish style, there was a North American Canadian style, and there was an American style, but uh, not so much anymore. All right, well, that's going to be it for us today. Until next week, Hockey Troll, Polly Cupcakes, signing off. Hey, Caps fans, thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Troll podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trolling on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow me, Polly Cupcakes, at Cupcake Polly on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And follow the show's handle, at Caps Chirp, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network, at HockeyPodNet on social, and thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. The Hockey Podcast Network. Every team everywhere. Check them out or we're not friends anymore.